Well, hello, everyone. This is Tommy, World at War Comics, and thanks for joining us today. We have another fantastic guest for you, but before we get into that, you know what to do. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button, the ring bell. Make sure that you hit those notifications so you know all of the interviews and when they drop. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Cien Chili's, the best hot sauce you could buy. C-I-E-N-C-H-I-L-E-S.com. Go to cienchilies.com. Get your hot sauce. Use comics at checkout and save 15% off your total order. It's that easy. And you're getting the best hot sauce you will ever have in your life. I promise. I love it. Thai Bird is my favorite. But they got jalapeno. They got habanero. And they even have a mustard seed. Um, so check them out. Cienchilies.com. Also, our good friends at Comic Crusaders is another partner of ours. Go to ComicCrusaders.com to get all of your comic book reviews, movie reviews, even music reviews. They also do interviews with all of the top comic book owners, creators, writers, and artists. Check them out, ComicCrusaders.com. All right. Without further ado, our guest is Chris Wildgoose. He is the artist extraordinaire for Hunger and the Dust, this comic book is the best fantasy of the year. Absolutely love it. And the art just blows every single page out of the book. It's incredible. Chris has gone above and beyond with the world building. Him and G. Willow Wilson have put together, I think, one of the top comic books of the year. I am absolutely in love with this fantasy. I think you will, too. Check him out, The Hunger and the Dust. Without further ado... Here is Chris and I. Thank you, everybody. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to World at War Comics. Our special guest today is Mr. Chris Wildgoose, artist extraordinaire for The Hunger and the Dust. Chris, I'm so excited to talk to you, man. I know I've uh, been talking your ear off about how impressed I am with the artwork in this, but man, it's spectacular. I'm hoping you're having fun with it, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm very tired, but <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm really enjoying it. This is... Yeah. Uh... This is a dream book to work on. So, um, yeah. as as hard as I find comics to do, it's uh, it's it's a really good fun one because I'm getting to just stretch my uh, sword and sorcery fantasy shoes on this. Stre stretch my shoes, stretch yeah. my legs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Both, right? Yeah. Both, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think it's. I, I was telling you before we hit record, man, at, at the end of the year, right, I like to look at all the books that I've read, which I read a lot, man. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, this definitely is going to be at the top of the list of one of the titles of the year. Um, I'm normally a more of a superhero guy. As you can see, I, I love superhero stuff. But this fantasy book, the story, the character development, um, you know, the the two warring factors having to come together because of this other you know, group that's come in and kind of changed mm -hmm. everything and forcing people to work together to survive and and to really kind of safeguard everything that they've built, even <clears throat> though they they have this tension mm -hmm. between one another that becomes deadly at times. All mm -hmm. of a sudden, right, this third element comes in and you're like, we probably have a lot more in common than we thought, which is, I think, a great message for mm -hmm the world today because at least politics in the u.s and everything else that's going on here there is a lot of division so mm -hmm. to be forced to come together I, I think sometimes we need that because we probably have a lot more in common than we don't and mm. yeah yeah i, agree I tell yeah, the yeah. whole story although i probably gave a lot away but uh man it's such a an awesome book are you feeling kind of the same way as you're getting all the notes from uh g willow uh, yeah well as in i'm feeling good like about the storyline, like, are you feeling oh. the same way about the the feeling of two coming together and having to? Yeah, yeah, it's it's been really nice because we do have a really good relationship that yeah. builds up between them and stuff, and I I really like. Um, it's kind of nice and a bit refreshing to have like two characters from different sides that come together, but they they like each other and they realize that they like each other more and more rather than maybe they're forced to get together and they don't get along and then they come together because of the differences they these like Tara and Cal come together because they get along really well. And same with Trough and Tara, you know, the two orcs, they come together because they're like, Oh, we actually really like each other. And, you know, it's rather than tension they Yeah. They come together because it's, uh, they're attracted to each other sort of thing. And yeah, 
Uh, yeah, I think I, I, that's, I find it really refreshing, really, because I, I kind of like it when um, characters get along. <laughs> that kind of guy prefers a bit more, uh, um, less conflicts all the time and people betraying each other and things like that. <laughs> it's good. It's good in small doses, but it's a yeah. nice refreshing thing, I think. I agree. I I couldn't agree with you more. Well, I mean, I want to spend some time on the book for sure, but just to get to know you a little bit better for our listeners. And and can you kind of share with us like that first time that you got in the comics? Did you know you wanted to be in comics from an early age or is this something that kind of happened later on in life? Um, Working wise comics, I didn't actually want to get into, well, I I would have loved to have drawn a comic, I think, because I grew up with comics quite, um, like most kids, especially in the UK, here we grew up with uh, the Beano and the Dandy and um, 2000 AD is a big one. Um, and I had an older brother who had a big, massive stack of 2000 AD. So I used to read them all the time and I used to trace from yeah. them quite a bit and, you know, learn to draw from them a little bit. And and then sort of gradually as I grew up and stuff, I wanted to do concept art for films a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um and I went to university kind of, uh, I did traditional art, but with the mind that I was going to try and get into the film industry. Yeah. And then I did one comic job uh, as a favor for a friend. And then sort of, uh, I did a storyboard for another friend, uh, another friend's film that they were doing props for. And then that writer of that film wanted to do a comic. Oh. And then I did a comic with him called Porcelain, which is the yeah. thing that I'm a bit more known for in the UK and stuff. I don't know if you probably... I haven't know read it, but I, I yeah. saw it as I was looking it up. I mean, there's... What are the yeah. issues? It seemed like there's quite a few issues, right? There's three three graphic novels. So oh, yeah. Three full graphic novels. Yeah. And um, so we did uh, that together and then sort of... We started our own imprint. So me, my wife, Laura, and writer Benjamin Reed, um, we started a little sort of collection together and our friend Matt Gibbs as well. We sort of came together and just did stories together and for our own imprint called Improper Books. Mm. And then we got a French publisher for the porcelain stuff. And then that kind of took off and got us noticed a bit more. And then I did some uh, work for Vertigo um, when they were still going. Um just did like a little short in their cmyk anthology yeah and then and through editors of vertigo and met dc editors and then they asked me to do i think i did i did two shorts for gotham academy and then i did a uh i did batgirl as Mm -hmm. the sort of regular artist for that for i think a year and a half yeah and then i did batman nightwalker for dc which is a graphic novel and then uh, I did Alienated for Boom with Cy Spurrier as the writer. And then uh, then I went back to doing film stuff. Yeah. I did film stuff for a year, uh, 2001, mm-hmm. 2000, 2001. And then... Um, a little Green yeah. Lantern? I thought I saw a Joe Mullen um, picture. Oh, yeah I, did a, yeah, I did a cover. So when I was doing the film, I took a sort of year away from doing interiors on comics. I was still doing cover work, so I did a bunch of different covers, and that was yeah. one that came up because of DC editors that I knew and stuff. And yeah, yeah that was a, yeah, I love that one. That was because I've not I've never drawn Green Lantern before or anything. That was for Suicide Squad as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> That's awesome, man. Can you kind of share for like the US um audience what is porcelain about? And uh man, I, I wonder how to get it here. I'm wondering if it's like on Amazon or something that we can You can get. yeah, it's because we sort of publish it ourselves, so it's a little bit trickier to get okay. in the US. But I know um Mid is it Midtown Comics in New York? Oh yeah, in New York, Midtown. They did stock it. Yeah, they stocked it for a bit and then uh I, they might still stock it and then there's a public. There's a um, a shop here in the UK called Page Forty Five, and they actually, yeah, they send out internationally as well. So, and they sell. Oh. They we recently just sent a, bu- a bunch of copies out to them of all three graphic novels as well, and they've yeah. So I always point towards Page Forty Five as a good oh, place. I'll to look go them up. Faster. But yeah, so Forty Five dot com, something like that. I think it's dot co dot uk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look it up. That's awesome. 
yeah they're really good um uh so porcelain is uh so it comes in three parts mm-hmm. um and the first book is essentially there's a you follow a young uh character called you only ever know her as child mm-hmm. um and she's dead she's a sort of street urchin in this sort of victorian Dickens, well more dickensian-esque sort of era of mm-hmm. this fantasy city uh and she's um dared by her street urchin gang to break into the house of this uh he's known as a wizard of the city he's a sort of uh recluse yeah. alchemist in the city yeah. and she breaks in she immediately gets caught this is all in like the first few pages by the way and um <laughs> she gets caught immediately by him and his uh he makes these porcelain automaton Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, uh, she's the sort of little orphan Annie, Cockney sort of like quite snappy little girl, and he's like this burly English gentleman, uh, and he um, is quite taken by her and decides to take her on as a ward. So mm-hmm. he says, "You can uh, have whatever you want, live in this house with me, have everything that you'll ever need." But there's she finds out that there's this one room in his factory where he makes the porcelain that she's not allowed in. Mm. Uh, and then it's the sort of, they're very sweet together, but it's the sort of uh, the temptation of her to go into this room. Very, um, took a lot of influence from Bluebeard. Mm. And then the second book jumps 10 years ahead and you're still following that same girl. Mm-hmm. And she's become the inventor of these porcelain robots. And uh the military of the city want to get them and but she's invented these sort of more sentient versions of them uh and then in the third book jumps another 10 years and she's become a mother of these uh porcelain robots and is sort of at war with the military and is in a bit of a standoff in the city so as a sort of it's it's bigger and more crazy than that but it's uh yeah it's yeah, that but that that book is my baby. That's uh, <laughs> I love that book, and I'm dying to do more of it. Like if I could pick any book to do again, that would be to go back and work with Ben on that series again. So, you think there yeah. will be more in the future? Uh, yeah, we've got a very good sort of. Uh, there are things going on in the background of like potentially TV yeah. stuff, maybe. We've sold the rights to it and stuff, so we're sort of waiting to see what happens with that. I mean, you can sell rights and stuff, and nothing happens for sure. For years, yeah. Yeah. but um, but well, it's with still the idea, a step, of, right? It's still a first step. You yeah, have to yeah, yeah. And we we always kind of had the idea of maybe doing five books, but we were kind of waiting to see. And we've me and Ben, the writer, we've both kind of he works with my wife on a children's book series, okay. and then I've I've been going into the like other comic stuff yeah. a little bit longer. So we've kind of. We're very good friends and we meet up quite a lot, but um, we'd sort of always meant to go back to that. So I think we will, but we're just kind of yeah, not rushing, but I'd love to go back to that at some <laughs> point. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. The, the graphic novel where you feel like you gained mm-hmm. a lot of your experience um, oh, yeah. and utilized in DC and now uh, IDW? Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah, big learning curve, especially on the first book. I mean, if you look at the, if you ever get to read the first book, it's it's very old work. Like yeah. that is 2010, 29. Yeah. I think I must have, I think I drew it in 20, uh, uh, 2009. Yeah. And then it came out in 2010. And it was, yeah, there's some very, very sketchy early work in that. But it's, great. I love it. And the story's great. And like Ben, as a writer, is, He's like one of those guys that I think should be writing comics full time, but he does so many other things that it's kind of his passion thing that he does when he gets a chance. And, yeah. yeah. So you could probably see a pretty impressive progression in art from that first one to the third one then, right? So if you really want to get to know Chris, all we have to do is read all three and see. I'd say, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That There's definitely like over like five years, those uh, those three books, four years. Yeah, was it, was it, I think the the third one came out in 2018. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so it was, because we did, um, we did a bunch of little different books in between that as well. And um, the third book I was drawing, whilst drawing Batgirl at the same time. So we kind of had a long sort of um, 
bit in between. And also I take ages to draw books as well. So. <laughs> but yeah, there's a definite, you could, you could cool. definitely see my work change and yeah, yeah. I, I do think get better. Yeah. But, um, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. yeah. Is there a, a comic book artist that you kind of looked up to um, and maybe patterned your style off of? Yeah, I think you can definitely see my influences in there. I think uh, Sarah Pichelli, who draws, you know, um, she's draw is it Ultimate Spider-Man and Miles Morales, and yeah, yeah, which basically yeah. is the the like the artist of Miles Morales, isn't she yeah. originally? So, um, yeah, she was a massive influence on me when I started out. Yeah, uh, Sean Gordon Murphy. I think you can see. His, I, I take a lot of layout advice, okay. like from looking at Sean's work. Not so much style, I think, but storytelling sort of things now and again. Like I like to. It's Sean Murphy, um, right? Is he the one that is writing plot holes now for Massive? Yeah, he just did plot. He's doing Zorro at the moment, isn't he? He's got a Zorro, Zorro, but Zorro let me, I'm just going to grab it real quick because I, mm. I believe that's the same Sean Murphy that is doing plot holes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he did that. That was his. It's, uh, that's massive and it's still going on right so there is it still ongoing is it i believe I so I, I don't think it was a three-part series oh you know what i think it came out because i've got it as a graphic novel i think okay yeah they're going as back. a kickstarter okay. graphic novel and then he's recently released it in issues i think i might absolutely wrong you could kind of see some like the style of art for sure but yeah, yeah definitely i take influence from him and then uh Cameron Stewart as well. He wasn't done anything in quite a while. Yeah. But uh cool. I I loved his sort of artwork style. So I think you can see the mixes of those three artists in my work, I think. Yeah. That's awesome. Sure. And yeah. are you close to London? Yeah, I'm about I live in uh Hertfordshire, so we're kind of um about half an hour train ride north of London. Nice. And is the comic scene like, what is the comic scene like for us Americans within London? Is it pretty strong, like a, a San Diego or a New York? Very similar? I'd say, I'd, I'd say countrywide. Yeah. Comics is really? pretty, especially the indie scene. If you, if you ever come over for Thought Bubble convention in the UK, yeah. like there's people from all corners of That's the cool. UK that come together for that. And then you have people from, come from abroad as well. But sure. it's, it's big in the UK, I think. Like, and funnily enough, like, there's a lot of comic artists that live in Hertfordshire, which is <laughs> kind of bit like, like Dave Gibbons. Really, like, Watchman lives yeah. about uh, twenty minutes away from me. I, like, cool. I've been to, I've been to his house to pick up a drawing tablet once. <laughs> oh, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> it was so random, but yeah, it just turns out he lives ten minutes away, and then uh, cool. or twenty minutes away, and then I've got a friend. Uh, Mark Laming, who he draws, uh, he's probably quite well known for his Star Wars stuff, and he did uh, Planet Hulk, um, oh, Captain okay. America stuff, and um, he's done all sorts. Like that guy's drawn yeah. for so many of the big companies and stuff. But uh, um, yeah, he, I meet up with him quite a lot, and there's yeah, there's it's weird. There's quite a few that live nearby. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah. wild, man. Well, I mean that that's pretty cool, and and I definitely want to pick up porcelain. The art looked awesome just on the internet. I was looking, and now that I know that that progression over like an eight year period, I would love to look at it and then just mm. see that progression. I think that would be a lot of fun now that we've met, um, mm. because I, I know where it's at now, and it's very very good. I think nice. um, Thank from you. A, an artistic standpoint. All right, so then we get into the the hunger and the dusk. How did you get um, this job with it? And was it something that maybe you and G. Willow Wilson had worked together or did you meet for the first time under this title? Yeah, the first time uh, working with Willow on this. Um, yeah. So I was, when I got offered it, so I uh, I was working on film stuff. Uh -huh. so at the time I was working on a, I was doing concept art for a film and then my editor of Batgirl um mark doyle who he headed up virgo for a bit and he was sort of responsible for um like batgirl rebirth you know the batgirl of burnside sort of like he sort of helmed that with that creative team and mm -hmm. uh gotham academy and stuff like that he was he's a really good editor and then 
he got in touch saying that he'd started at IDW and they were looking for people to bring in to work on stuff. And he said, is there anything that you'd like to do? He's like, what would you like to do if you did any kind of book? Um, and I really wanted to just do something big in scale. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of gave him a list of things. So I think it was like fantasy, apocalyptic sort <laughs> of like rub, like ru- like ruins and rubble and stuff like that. And, yeah. uh, and something I said, if I was going to do anything, I'd probably want to do a graphic novel because I'd want to draw it all in one go. And then it comes out rather yeah. than, uh, I'm not a big fan of drawing for Issue. a monthly thing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I find it's very it's it's quite hardcore when you draw a comic for a monthly thing. Oh, very stressful. Um, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Mark said he's not exactly the thing that ticks off all these uh, things that I had. And he yeah. said uh, we've got Willow Wilson on. She's got this orc fantasy novel that she wants to do. Uh, and he thought it ticked a lot of the boxes, so he he sent me the uh, the pitch, uh, which I pretty much they had me at the pitch and just Willow Wilson doing it as well because you know she's yeah she's amazing writer yeah 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 so um, I would say <clears throat> mm, yeah yeah she she's such a good writer so I was yeah I was sort of they had me at Willow so. Uh, um, <laughs> Yeah, and then we we started from there. Really, we started from scratch. Willow had written a pretty um, a pretty sort of detailed breakdown of what would be the first, I think, the first six issues mm-hmm. with an with a rough idea of where it would go. Yeah, uh, and like a list of the characters, and we and then eventually she gave me a bible because I was like, just give me everything that you want to be in the book and we'll make it work and we'll sort of work on it together. Because one thing that we did do, like I said, I wanted to do a graphic novel. Mark said that we've got loads of time to work on this. So I basically had nearly a year before I actually started working on interiors because I was doing another job at the same time. I could afford to do that. I could like dip in and out of doing designs for it and stuff. So, um, yeah, so we sort of went from there really. It was, yeah, from the very ground up and we've sort of, worked on it together since then that's so cool i mean when we start to get into um you know some of the characters um she gives you kind of an outline of what each character like on the orc side looks and same on the human side and then you come in and you kind of draw it out and say is this what you're looking so there's a lot of back and forth as far as the the character development yeah which is what i like to do really it's um so she can't willow's quite um open to my interpretation of like Mm -hmm. things that she would like so um tara was only ever really described as a female orc okay and that she was a healer and she had these um healing abilities that were akin to magic and stuff um but the what and she gave me an outline of what the orc sort of dynasties were so there was different from the get-go um willow had um, described that these houses are all sort of have their own symbolic animal that they built everything around. So when uh, Troth and Tara get married in the in the second issue, they go on a marital hunt of the white wolf. Exactly. And then there's diff- yeah, and then there's different dynasties that have different animals and stuff. And then I sort of ran with that and sort of made different looking tribes for each of the orc tribes because I didn't want them to just be like leather clad barbarian ones, you know, like the tip like World of Warcraft ones. I wanted to do something a bit more different. And yeah. um so we were, yeah, so we sort of built iconography around that and um uh so I'm getting a bit <laughs> muddled up on where I was, but uh no, I mean, yes. just, you know, the character development and everything, Chris, is fantastic throughout the entire, um, especially that first issue. And you could tell that, I mean, it's so unique. So like you said, it wasn't just World of Warcraft and then you just put another head on it. Um, mm. I, I'm not, certainly there's certain things that you would find in World of Warcraft, but each of the characters are so unique. And I, I'm not sure if there is something that you could really relate it to, which I love because that shows a lot of, I think uh, detail 
in the in the development and the world building, which I, I absolutely love. And that's why I think it's so special. It's not just a regurgitation of something that's already been done. The, the storyline is awesome. The art, I'll just, I don't want to give it away. I want people to pick it up, but let's open just issue one to show some of your, your work, Chris, because it's fantastic. And that's what Thanks. really sold me on it was really, because obviously as a buyer, right, art is going to be the first thing that we see. Um, and once we have the art, we jump into it and we read it. And it's the story that's going to cause us to buy the second one, right? And But mm-hmm. the art that takes place in here is just fantastic, man. Um, even mm-hmm. some of the fight scenes, like I don't want to give it away. You you talked about um, the marriage and then the the hunt. But even mm-hmm. that action scene um, throughout that <laughs> is just fantastic. <clears throat> some of the action scenes right here in issue number one. But it's just fantastic, man. And if you're into fantasy and you're you're like yearning to itch that that fantasy <laughs> bug, I'm telling you, the hunger in the dusk is the book to to do. It is Thanks, just man. I'm such Thanks. a fan, man. That's why I was reaching out to you, going, dude. I know I'm hounding you, man, but I gotta talk. No, to no, you. no. It's so no, it's nice. No, it's nice to be asked. I I, I could talk about this book for days because we put we've put so much yeah. effort into the sort of world building side of it that. Might not ever get used some of it, but um, it is nice to see that it's getting noticed and stuff like that. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Now, as an artist, right, you have the character development, which I would think is kind of fun, right? Being able mm-hmm. to develop each character and then coming to that alignment with Willow on okay, yeah. this is who this person That's is. That's my favorite bit. Yeah. yeah, I would think so. Right. Yeah. What about some of the background work because? Even like the scenery behind is just mm. some of them are breathtaking, right? You have ocean, you have rolling hills. Mm. I would think for a reader, it's amazing to see that detail. But if I was an artist, like the amount of detail that you do, do you enjoy that part of? Just, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, good because it's. I fantastic. love it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of artists are like, you know, I that drives me crazy, especially like cities or something like that. But mm-hmm. man, it just, you could feel like you enjoy it because uh, you, you get that energy from the the panel, I think. Mm. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I love doing that stuff. Like the Willow very often, I think she's quite sympathetic to uh, the yeah. artist and being like, I don't want to give you too much to do. So yeah. she gives me complicated stuff to do and likes to challenge me, but she also is very aware of like, yeah. I think sometimes you got to kind of, if you're a writer, it's best to sort of think of working on a budget. Yeah. But I did, I go into most of my books kind of thinking I'm going to go full hog on like every detail that I can. So, um, yeah, yeah, I loved, I loved doing the backgrounds and stuff and putting in things that may or may not get noticed. Like there's a, there's a setting later on that a character just passes through. But <laughs> this is this is me to a T. Is that I I gave Willow this whole sort of history of what this setting is. So she, <laughs> there's a character who goes pa- uh, past. Uh, she rides past a bunch of statues, uh-huh. and the statues have got a whole story. <laughs> yeah, what? A, a whole story oh. <laughs> behind the statues, and the, there's the backstory behind each of the statues that I gave Willow, awesome. and it's like. It's so extra, but I love doing that stuff. Um, That's so cool. My, my editor's probably tearing her hair out to kind of be <laughs> like, you just need to draw the pages rather than yeah. thinking up a history. But it's, I like it because you'll get readers like you who yeah. appreciate this stuff. Like we did it a lot in the porcelain books. Like there's background details that were supposed to allude to like other stories that we could possibly go down. And yeah. like with Hunger in the Dusk, it's kind of like, I like the idea of, Mm-hmm. You put a, like an Easter egg in here, yeah, yeah. and it it could mean something. And it's yeah. nice that a reader will maybe go, "Oh, what's that?" And like maybe there's a reason behind that. Yeah. And more often than not, I like that. Yeah, there is a reason behind this <laughs> or that detail and stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's an issue one, right? The porcelain heads as they're coming down the hill to meet the king. Is that the one uh, or later issue? Oh, that's too late. Statues as they're walking down to meet the king in issue one. Oh, what of um, porcelain? Yeah. Is, um, is, is this a thing that you've seen on the website? Is it? Or... No, I thought it was an um, issue one. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was issue two. Oh, uh, I'm trying to think what that is. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. But 
There is, there is, I don't know if you've seen my, or we've, um, you've seen my Instagram and stuff, haven't you? I think I put up a thing recently of, uh, uh, just last week, I think, a little snippet of a character riding past a big head. Yeah, that's the, oh. that's the one with the statues and stuff, yeah. and she's riding past them. And exactly, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, I love doing that stuff. I could, do, I could, I think I said on a QA the other day that I could just plan out a book and never draw an interior page of it. <laughs> Uh, yeah i love that stuff yeah yeah yeah. can you kind of talk to because i think this is extremely important in comic book writing right you have the the writer and the writer has a story but Mm. really the writer and i don't know if the percentage is right but let's just for easy math right 50 percent of the story as a reader is going to come from the words the other 50 percent is going to come from the artwork right because in comic Mm. books you're limited to word count like you can't have a bunch of words or there's no reason to have art. So the art needs to tell a large portion of that story. And I, I don't know what the percents are, but let's just say 50-50 just for easy math. Um, how That relationship and that kind of dance that you have with the writer, is is that easy or is that sometimes difficult? I find it very easy. I've, yeah. I've, not, um, I've been quite lucky that I've worked with lots of different writers, but they've all... Um, been very good writers and yeah. writers who seem to be very sensitive to um, giving enough, but not too much to yeah. a, to an artist. So there's enough there to build from, but not too much that it's like you can only do it this way. Yeah. So um, yeah, I find it very easy, and especially with Willow, it's very good. She's very um, she's she writes beautiful detail, but yeah. she's not. Um, yeah, th- she's not kind of going, this is the only way you can do it. Like, there's a lot of the action scenes that she's kind of been quite loose with the descriptions of, say, the big fights and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But and but I prefer to be given a lot of detail, and then I kind of pick and choose from the detail that, what I use. Yeah. Um, so it's – yeah, I'm, I what find it – right? Yeah, and I think if you respect each other, I think that goes a long way, and – Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I've not, um, I've not struggled at all with it because I kind of, yeah. I'm quite a easygoing sort of person to work with. I think in terms of, uh, if somebody wants a thing, I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll do my absolute best to make this work. But I'm also like, I can do my own thing if it, if you just want to write a small paragraph of what happens and then I yeah. figure it out. Like we did this great big fight scene for one of the issues and it's a big double page spread mm. and willow was like here's what happens in this yeah and it's not uh she's like i can give you a more descriptive version of what happens but if you want to just have a go at doing it your own way then go for it and i did that and extended it <laughs> like, <laughs> but it was really nice and i think we've done a really That's good job of that oh yeah 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 now as a as an artist like, what is that comfortable? Because you, you already mentioned, right? You like doing graphic novels. That way you could just kind of go and get it all done at once. And mm. you're not a huge fan of doing monthlies. How many issues ahead do you try to be so that you don't live in a world of stress knowing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that could, like, yeah. like, if it gets close, that I could see that could be terrifying that yeah. you're not going to make time, you know, and, and time yeah. changes. When I did Batgirl, that was that was my first dip into doing a monthly book mm-hmm. and it was just terrifying. I hated it because yeah. <laughs> you've got to do covers and you've got to design for like the next issue while you're working on that issue and yeah. things like that, which that was quite stressful. Um, and yeah, I thought I could handle it better than I did. <laughs> I don't think that's my strongest work because of that, but with this one, so we tried to get, um, uh, the aim was to get six issues in oh, good. Uh, before it came out. Yeah. I mean, I soaked up every minute of the time that they gave me and sure. I uh, finished issue six not long ago. So it ended up, I've I've eaten into that time and stuff, but it is, um, we'll, we'll always be at least three issues ahead before it comes out and stuff. So that's nice. It's nice to have that cushion. For sure, for me especially because I'm I'm quite slow. But um, yeah, it's yeah. I would rather have a good chunk. I would 
I mean, I would just draw the whole book. Yeah, yeah. Before anyone even saw it. <laughs> and I would, feel, I would feel great about that. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's my ideal version of it. But I, at least if you've got about three issues ahead, yeah. I think that's comfortable. But me being me, I'll, I'll eat into that time. <laughs> yeah, super quick. Yeah. yeah. Is there a favorite character that you like to draw within this series? Within this? Oh, um... Or are they just, you, they're all kind of the same? No, they're... they're, they're like one that you like because there's a certain detail that you like to draw. I do like drawing Tara quite a lot because yeah, she's... Yeah, healer, right? Yeah, yeah. She's, um... I like her hair. <laughs> I like drawing her hair. I like, <laughs> I like drawing the orcs. And as, I, as I've worked on it, um, as I've worked on the series, yeah. I like drawing characters Troth and Tara quite a lot, especially... Yeah later on as i've figured out i think troth is a little bit dicey in the first issue and then i think from issue two when basically spend most of issue two with them yeah i get to grips with them a bit more and then uh yeah they're quite nice to draw because they're like i kind of simplified them a little bit but because yeah. i like the orc features that i've given all of them and cal's really nice to draw the main the I say main guy, but there's four main characters in it, really, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Cal, I like drawing when I give him his, his, uh, like, um, it's uniform. Hooded, yeah. hooded cape sort of thing. That's quite nice to draw. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Tara, if I had to pick one, it'd be Tara because she's just, uh, I can make her dreadlocks fly all over the place and yeah, awesome, she's got man. great big eyes to draw and, um, good expressions and stuff like that so yeah yeah is there a part of the anatomy in a character that you hate drawing you always hear like <laughs> hands and stuff like that which i get but is there like one thing you're like ah oh, i just gotta draw this I like, uh, yeah i like drawing hands hands is um i think i act as much with my character's hands as i do their faces uh so i don't mind drawing hands at all i think it's it's topless characters so like there's an issue. There's a issue later on where Cal goes topless. Oh, really? <laughs> drawing muscly yeah. skin bear characters. I don't. That's not my strong point, and <laughs> I don't really like it. So, so I like drawing characters in lots of layers of stuff and uh, hide their anatomy <laughs> under that. So I think, uh, yeah, if if I had to pick one thing, it's like a a topless torso i don't like drawing that because it's just i find those uh those a bit hard to draw sometimes so i usually make them look weird yeah. <laughs> on purpose so like that's why one of the reasons why the the enemies in it, the vangle they're just like they're yeah. sort of basically topless but i cover them up in loads of stuff as much as i can and make them look really weird yeah. you just gotta tell uh, yeah. will oh, i just want snow scenes as much layers on the characters as possible yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah there's like there's a, they, they get into summer yeah, later on yeah. in the issues and i'm like <laughs> they they've just got to wear armor and loads of layers <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense but yeah. yeah yeah for sure is there a genre that you haven't had a chance to to do that you really are like man if i could get an opportunity i would take it in a heartbeat like you've done fantasy, oh, yeah. uh, would you would you call porcelain more like a thriller? That's kind of yeah, kind um, fantasy it, thriller maybe. Porcelain. porcelain has like a similar feel to Hunger in the Dusk, in like okay. it's a fantasy and stuff. So it's but that's kind of set in a um, like I said Dickensian ish sort of era. So mm -hmm. like that's kind yeah, that's fantasy but in a different version. Yeah. Um, the book that I did before was like, so I've done like high school sort of thing. I did a book called Alienated and that was very like modern day high school sort of thing. So I'm, I'm overdoing that. Um, <laughs> I'd love to, do, if I could do cars better, I would do a speed racer type comic, like, or like a Mad Max sort of like, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. you know, petrol head sort of thing. I would love to do that if I could draw cars a little bit better. So maybe, maybe something like that. Or a science, maybe science fiction. It's again like sort of vehicles aren't my strong suit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe if if I practiced on something like that, I would give that a go. I think. You have yeah. such like when I look at your art, you have such clean like uh, line work. Whereas you know, and again, it's just mm. 
style. Some artists don't do like one line for defining. Mm -hmm. They'll do like several lines in defining. And I like that too. But yours are like clean and crisp. And I really Mm -hmm. enjoy that too. And that's why I said like Jorge Jimenez also kind of does those really clean. And that's Mm -hmm. why when I look at some of your work, not all of it, but when I look at some of it, that's why like Jorge Jimenez does kind of the same thing. But even Sean Murphy has super clean. And you look at the jaw work, it's just like Mm. super clean. And you do the same thing, which I really like. And maybe that's why I was kind of drawn to the the style of art that you do. Um, But anyways, that's why I thought maybe cars would be easier because obviously there's a lot of line work that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, maybe. There's, but I think it's um, it's like where some people struggle to draw horses. Like I quite like drawing horses, but um, there's uh, some horses too in this too. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the well, we kind of there's yeah. actually no horses in this. There's, yeah, uh, there's, they, whatever they I, are. Yeah. Aurora kind of annoyingly changed it to wildebeest. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. originally, <laughs> yeah, Willow'd written it as they're on horseback and stuff, and I was like, can I make it something different than horses? It's and she's like, go for it. Yeah, so I yeah. did that, and uh, but the, the orcs are always supposed to ride bulls. But yeah, cars. There's a trick to drawing cars that yeah. I haven't mastered. Like Sean Murphy's great at drawing cars. Oh yeah, and he has a great book which I've I've got, which is he kind of gives you some tips on how to draw cars. Oh wow! I've tried I've tried drawing it because <laughs> they're like they're like blocks. They're like a different, and you've got to kind of keep them in perspective. Otherwise, that like you can get away with not drawing horses to perspective totally now and again because they're living curved beings and stuff and they can look a little bit weird whereas cars they look weird if you don't draw them right i think yeah. so yeah so i'd, I'd struggle with that maybe if yeah. i had to draw a car yeah man well that's awesome man is there anything else that you're kind of working on that you're allowed to share or is this pretty much all you're working on right now this is this is it. I'm all orcs all the time at the moment. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely my life at the moment. But I'm loving it. Like, uh, I'm having a great time working on this. But um, yeah, no, there's nothing else at the moment. I'm doing a little, tiny short story thing, like a five page thing. Yeah. Uh, for um, <laughs> over here, there's a comic convention called Thought Bubble, which I mentioned before, which is um. It's like uh, it's very sort of creator orientated convention rather than like the big grandiose sort of New York Comic Con style convention. Right. Um, and there's a I don't know if you've heard of this. Do you know much about Thought Bubble at all? Oh, I don't. Okay. So there's a there's a sort of thing that happens at the Thought Bubble convention because it's held in this uh, uh, town called Harrogate, uh-huh. and the after parties always held at this uh, big grand old. Um, hotel mm-hmm. and the hotel has these fantastic looking toilets which everyone gets photos of themselves in like these <laughs> men's toilets that are all super like they probably haven't changed since the 1800s or something <laughs> they're super like it looks like it belongs in the overlook hotel yeah or something it's, it's chris i expect when you're there a picture of a toilet please i would love to see- <laughs> <laughs> I've I've had one picture taken in it, but everyone there's usually like these big groups of people that go in and have a picture taken because there's a giant bench in it That's for wild. some reason, and the, everyone gets a big photo taken <laughs> on it every year. And uh, I went there last year, but there's a friend of mine who's just pulled together a, a big anthology book oh, okay. that's all short stories about this toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so you did an eight-page short story about a uh, like a porcelain toilet. Yeah, what's, um, let me just—I'll uh, get it up on my thing so I can remind myself. Because so he literally Chris Mole, uh-huh. who's the sort of—he's pulling everyone together for it. Yeah, he's pulled together this thing called the. Uh, oh my god, what's it called? Um, uh, let me just get it up on my Twitter. It's a. Uh, but it's it's an anthology thing with like spooky stories based around this toilet, and the it Kickstarter literally, yeah, the Kickstarter literally started today oh, um, wow. for the book, um, uh, and it's got creators like um, Kieran Gillen is writing oh, a short story for it, and Chula Lote, and uh, uh, I think is James Tinian doing what I might. 
James is doing one too. A short story. I might be wrong about that. Uh, or yeah, Liana Kangas. He's the. He's become like the king of horror, man. Yeah, man. He's just got a um, Dracula book that's either coming out or. Well, he has. Um, I mean, he's there's like seven or eight books that he's doing at the same time. It's crazy. Mm, yeah, that's so, right. As writers can. So many I Sorry, things. I didn't mean to throw uh, fuel in the fire as you're <laughs> pounding through panel by panel. No, 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 no. And James fine. on his fourth book. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the anthology is called the Majestic Anthology, which is just oh, okay. started on kick- Kickstarter today. Look it up. Is, uh, yeah, it's got a crazy list of creators attached to it. Like um, Chris, the guy who's running it, he's sort of been releasing the names of the uh, the creators. So it. awesome, man. and it's it's ridiculous the list of <laughs> makers on it. But I was uh, I was there with Chris when he decided to do it yeah. last year because I was sat next to him at Thought Bubble, and I was and he was like, "Got this idea for doing an anthology for this toilet." <laughs> and I was like, "You got to do it, man! You yeah. got to do it!" <laughs> and he's he's gone and done it, and it's uh, <laughs> so cool, man. And to yeah, get yeah. all these amazing people to to participate with it too, I think is even more awesome. Yeah, and Thought Bubbles in uh, for this year is in two weeks, so I think they're going to do loads of uh, loads of stupid stuff in the after party with it. So it's it's absolutely ridiculous, but it's it's great fun. So that's the only other thing that I'm doing at the moment. <laughs> mm. That sounds yeah. awesome, but it's like indie comic um, focused though, or <laughs> creator focused. Yeah, a lot a lot of the creators are indie. You, you maybe classes indie, but there's a lot of yeah. Like high tier professionals in there as well, like, Ch- like sure. say Chula Lute and um, uh, yeah, there's, there's a big list of names on it. Um, cool, and myself, <laughs> so but uh, yeah, so that's that's it really, other than uh, yeah, I can't think yeah. of anything else. Chris Wild Goose is uh, the artist for The Hunger and the Dusk, and he has uh, a couple toilet pictures that he drew for a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is, that is such time. a diverse uh, <laughs> piece of uh, yeah. experience that you have there chris you're like how yeah. did that guy get so good at drawing toilets well let me tell you there's not a bubble <laughs> he's got a backstory of toilets yeah <laughs> so you're not good at cars but you're amazing at toilets that's, that's maybe yeah 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 yeah, Ooh, that's yeah. So cool. well chris man i can't tell you how much i appreciate you coming on man um i'm a i'm a big fan I uh, really Thanks. enjoy your artwork. I'm hoping that uh, maybe when you're doing something in addition to this, we could have you back on to talk about that or anytime you want to come on to be quite yeah, honest. Yeah, man. I was, I was literally about to say, if you want me, if you want to have a chat uh, when we wrap up the book or when we hit the midway mark on issue six, if you'd like yeah. to do that, be very lo- welcome to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would love yeah, to. I'd love to. That'd be awesome, Chris. I mean, yeah, the, the work, like I said, the artwork, anybody that's watching this, I'm telling you, if you're not reading The Hunger in the Dusk, you're missing out. It is, it's the best fantasy book out right now. Um, and then, you know, we'll have to put it up against a bunch of other books for book of the year. But uh, from an art and a story standpoint, definitely a finalist. Um, this thing is freaking badass. The, you know, it was in the comic book store. I have a, I'm very fortunate because I live in a small town called Hemet near Palm Springs in Southern California. Hmm. So it's like 65,000 people here, which is pretty small for Southern California, but we have mm. a comic book store. It's called mm. Diggers Comics and Collectibles. So I'm very fortunate that I'm 10 minutes away from a comic book store. And mm. when I saw it on the shelf, I'm like, so I I, I wasn't familiar with your work at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Willow was because of the work that she did um, with yeah. Marvel and everything she did on the, the Marvel side of the business. And so I was like, eh. And I'm like, wow, the art looks pretty cool. So I, I took it home. I came back like the next day. I was telling everybody. Gotta, gotta <laughs> hey, nice. So uh, oh, that's brilliant to man. Thank you. Oh, man, it just blew me away. And uh, I'm not just saying that. Um, everyone knows who I've already talked to before I met you. So I'm not just saying it because I'm talking to you. But it's, <laughs> it's freaking awesome, Chris. Congratulations. I hope that it's super successful and it becomes something very long-term. You know how comic books are. It's you get them out there. You just got to get it on as many eyes as possible. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Word of mouth is key, man. If you, if you mouth like it, then tell the world, <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah. You, you could tell between what uh, Willow has done and what you have done. 
Um, it's just absolutely fantastic, man. Um, such a good story, such a good comic book. Congratulations. Um, the color, I'm going to chop up the name of, uh, the colorist. Oh, oh, so Michelle Asarasicorn, but she, she goes professionally by the name of, uh, M Sassy K. It's it's weird to look at when you read it, but yeah, I've, I had to, (laughs) I had to find. I mean, you have to give her props too, right. For the, the color. Because oh, yeah. it has a unique style. The color is absolutely incredible in this. The, the even like, like a fire scene. I mean, there's yeah, just yeah, yeah. much to be proud of in this. And, just, uh, just wait until you see some of the later issues. Like there's really? some there's some pages that I'm literally like my jaw is on the floor. And I'm I usually Michelle gives us a feedback pass and stuff like that. Of like, do you like this? Do you like that? And I'm like. I fucking love it. I like, yeah. <laughs> it's so well, good. And like Michelle was actually a hero of mine. And I yeah. uh, specifically said, can we get Michelle on this? And originally she was um, only going to do the covers. Yeah. Um, and then because she's so busy, she draws another book called Pause, which is a middle grade book. Yeah. Uh, and she was too busy to sort of take it on. And then uh, there came a sort of a gap again where um the editor um uh maggie said let's try michelle again and she t- she did <laughs> i was like oh my god this is a dream come true and just <laughs> michelle just does stellar work yeah yeah she's just beautiful beautiful work on this now you, you could certainly tell well chris uh again thank you so much for coming on really appreciate you you're welcome thank anytime you. And uh, man, I, I hope you have a lot of fun at uh, Thought Bubble. Not, oh, not... I'm not going this year. I'm. Uh, oh, I'm... you're just drawing for it. You're just drawing for yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I'm expecting my first kid to arrive on okay, that's... that very weekend. So <laughs> yeah, I've had to. Uh, I've had to drop out this year. But uh... well, congratulations on that. I have four. Oh, so uh, you... all right, okay, yeah, this yeah, is my yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, anything will be man. But Chris, congratulations on your first child. That's more important than anything we talked about today. Obviously. <laughs> But yeah. since it is a comic book, uh, you know, get out there and make sure you uh, try Hunger in the Dusk. Chris, thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate you, and uh, I can't wait to talk to you again. Yeah, you too, man. Thank you so much. All right, awesome. take care. <laughs>